Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. this week you fuckers I have a laptop that suggests some kind of preparation whoops uh, whoops make room for my laptop there Cass sorry (laughs) Sorry. my notes are coming in hard and fast and uh, you've got some sort of smaller laptop than me Look at the fucking size of this. Has everyone got a smaller laptop than me? That I think is most some of the world. big yes. tit energy, Jen. Good work. Thank you. Um, now, let's have a look. Oh, fantastic. Now, I'm just going to double space my notes. Just talk us through every minute of your moment does, over there, does Jen. Does anybody know how to double space? <laughs> yeah, select all. Yeah. Then, is your toolbox there? Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> There's Jen D-W-Y-E-R over there. You're Say hello Sophie to the White. people, Jen. Well, I'm waving, but I forgot. Uh, there's no <laughs> audio. Here. Just audio. Oh, oh. Here's a lot of our stories require so much f- uh, video uh, uh, visuals. I know. And then do. whoever's running the Instagram account is so lazy about putting them up. Oh, oh excuse oh, me. Are we? Is, is one third of the Instagram <laughs> no. account very lazy? No. Unbelievable. I do believe we all have the I really enjoy your Instagram concept. Thank you. It takes me a lot of time to come up with those hashtags, guys. That's quality. The hashtags are the best thing in my life. Do you not love the black and white theme? As no one else will introduce me, I'll introduce me. I'm Sophie White. Voice talent, Sophie White. Why the fuck? (laughs) You just stabbed Cassie. (laughs) Welcome back to the creep dive. I'm all very excited today. Did you see that somebody um, uh, Juvenalia podcast uh, made an announcement that I was very good at accents anyway whenever you're ready guys it's 10 to 10 on a Wednesday <gasps> shut up is it yeah oh, it's really late in the studio which is I went down to the toilet it's very dark in the rest of this building so it's 
Oh, shit. Aptly creepy. Right, it we is. all have to leave together then. The green light at, in the jacks is super creepy. I was going to There's a light a switch. Bottle. I have a I have a micro creep of the week. When do you want to do it? I mean, I like to. We usually do creep of the week at the start. Sure. Um, it's really there's there's nothing else to say except that my favorite person on Instagram currently has um, been following me for I don't know how long, and their Instagram handle is so fab. It's just violent watcher. Oh yeah, and um, I mean it's fucking brilliant. I don't know anything about her. She's in Brisbane, I think. Nice. But it's just such a good handle. Is I she want your to creep set of up. the week. She's just my creep of the week because I'm just like, that's just fantastic. That my creep amazing. of the week is dispensing. the burning Jesus in Notre Dame. Okay. Look for that photo. Okay. Um, we had two listeners send us a photo from Tasmania after I never the saw story it. last week. <gasps> no way. No. Yeah. What did they say? Yeah, just disappeared, of course. Yeah, it just disappears. What do you the mean creep- it disappears? Because when they when they send it to you in the DMs as a photo, you only view it and like it oh. slips away. I d- it's the first time I opened a photo like that. Oh shite! But they um yeah, there was two listeners listening in Tasmania. Irish people? I think they were Irish. Yeah, that's class. Shout that out to those guys. They'll know Jazzy. all about the t- Tasmanian devil. They've probably seen a few. No, no, they're extinct. <laughs> um, I did do some research into the Tasmanian devil. Did you see the video? Uh, no, but the thing you described was a Tasmanian tiger, the half zebra, half oh. thing, which does exist. It is half zebra, half. That doesn't exist. A zebra, isn't it? A dog or a zagra? <sighs> anyway. anyway. Anyway, who's kicking it off? I'm I have a long think of a good uh, but Will I open it up? You open her up. Okay, here now. I had a good BuzzFeed uh, title in my. Co- oh, yeah, here it is. Ready? Wait. Okay. No vagina hole. No problem. Oh. Mm. So this is a strange story. Are you going to tell the story of the man having sex with the Hoover? No, no. (laughs) That's just, that's just, that is what it is. Look, that is really funny. Um, It's just a man having sex with a Hoover. You'll find it on Pornhub. (laughs) But the funny part is it's a happy Henry Hoover. So it's just fucking his nose. No. I'd recommend. (laughs) I'd recommend to watch. And his dick's all black. Okay. Anyway, so here we go. It's a strange tale of oral sex, a knife fight and uh, a pregnancy. Okay. Okay. The year is 1988. Uh, A 15-year-old girl living in a small southern African nation. Uh, Here we go. Lesotho. I think that's correct came to a local doctor with all the symptoms of a woman in labour. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But the doctors were quickly puzzled because uh, upon examination, she didn't have a vagina. Did she have a penis? No. She didn't. She had like a Barbie vagina. Well, this is, I like, there's a few articles about this. And Did she I have a vulva? Like, find a description they all say this in the description okay uh, the inspection of the vulva showed no vagina only okay. a shallow skin dimple which is adorable on one level <laughs> is it not like a dimple okay uh, okay so uh, totally bought into this then right the, her, her she, she was definitely in labour the doctors d- through they scanned her belly they scanned her belly and there was a baby in there. Sure. And uh, then they <laughs> okay, delivered it. They delivered that information really casually. The, well, there was a, yes, they delivered it via C-section. Okay. Now, keep, stay with me, there? right? Okay. Because 
there, it, this whole story is mad and there's a few articles and the first one I read, so a listener sent it to me. I have to give her a shout out. She has a very hysterical um, name on her thing. I'll find her later and tell you. Anyway, she's great. She sent me the article. Excellent. And her article, the one she sent, I was like, God, this, uh, this, uh, this smells a bit. It's not from the weekly world news, was it? Kind of. It was ABC <laughs> News. Uh, but oh, then, NBC News. But there was a, uh, there is a journal, a medical journal entry of this account. So either someone went to an elaborate, you know, they wrote a whole medical what do you ever call it? Pa- medical paper? Mm-hmm. Um, in the British Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology. Uh, it was published. So this did happen. Okay. Now, her birth dif- uh, defect did not surprise doctors, but her pregnancy did, obviously. So even the 15-year-old girl could not believe she was pregnant because she knew she just had a dimple. And she never had sex or? she Well, she couldn't. Okay. Mm. So, well, she couldn't have vaginal sex yeah um but she could have oral sex so uh the hospital staff looked at her records and they realized that the young woman had been in the hospital 278 days prior with a knife wound to her stomach uh so the average pregnancy lasts about 280 days So after an interview, they gathered that just before she was stabbed in the abdomen, she had practiced fellatio with her new boyfriend. So she was caught in the act by her former lover who stabbed her in the abdomen Mm -hmm. after giving a blowjob. Yeah. So uh, the girl arrived back then at the hospital with an empty stomach and therefore with little stomach acid around, uh, this is what they thinking was able to why the sperm kind of was able to survive. The doctor found two holes from the stab wound that opened her stomach into her abdominal uh, abdominal cavity. So the case report said that the doctors washed her stomach out with salt solution, stitched her up, and a plausible explanation for this pregnancy is that uh, sperm gained access to the reproductive organs via the gastrointestinal tr- tract. Oh Amazing. God. So infertility experts know the sperms. Amazing. Fucking hell. So if you're listening and you're trying to get pregnant now, this is the kind of story that would make you want to set yourself on fire. Oh, God. Uh, because it's absolutely right. amazingly rare and unlikely. Yeah. Uh, but true. So um, how could the sperm survive in these conditions? So it, it's an unbelievable set of coincidences. So basically, it looks like she couldn't have been ovulating because her if she would her her womb would have filled with blood she would have died um if she had been ovulating up At the to time this of the point stabbing. well no she was no. in fact so this could have been her first or second ovulation of her life oh right because of course the blood from the lining of the womb yes during would menstruation have had nowhere, has to, nowhere go. to go so that would have killed yeah. her oh. unless she'd never had a period unless this was when she was 15 years old period. so exactly that must have been the case so uh although doctors know that sperm so sperm needs a very low acid environment to survive and it would have died in the stomach if she'd eaten something had she eaten something <gasps> so the doctors also said that sperm comes in a protective fluid and this that ejaculate kind of helped to protect it so it's funny, like they also say, out of hundreds of millions of sperm, if you knock out even 90% of them, you're still going to have tens of millions of sperm. Wow. Anyway, so. Uh, and they were, they were all there 
Like, what is it? Just gravity bringing them down to her? Well, it's a. I don't know. So basically, if you, it's like inner space. Oh my god! I'm. Re- do you guys love that movie? No. What? Mm. Movie? Oh, you do. Dennis Quaid, and he and he goes inside. Um, he's shrunk down and, and put inside a human body. Meg Ryan's in it. Have you never heard of it? No, oh, I've heard. What's of it called? No. Inner space. Inner space, and he's got like a little kind of spacecraft, but it's all shrunken down to the size of like a freckle, and he's in. He's inside some lad's body, um, roaming around. Yeah, it's like the kids. Uh, you know, there's the, the that kids television thing with the <gasps> magic. Yes, I love bus. that show. Amazing. What the fuck? That and they have was the big brilliant. platelets yeah. going down. And all oh, that kind I love of. that stuff. So anyway, yeah. So that's my story, basically. That is incredible, bizarre. isn't it? That so is that incredible. was 1988. So everyone's still alive to this day. And the baby was born, healthy baby boy. What kind of what weight was he now? He was something kind of very like six pound baby. Total full term average baby. An absolute like amazingly. Here's some other bonus facts. Uh, the world's youngest surviving premature baby was born um, on the 20th of May 1987 in Ottawa, Canada. He was born at 21 weeks. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my five god! Five days gestation. Oh my god! So the normal pregnancy lasts about forty weeks, and he weighed one pound and one ounce. Wow! Still alive and a healthy individual today. The world's smallest surviving baby is Amelia Sonia Taylor of Florida, USA. She was born at twenty-one weeks, six days, and weighed only 0.6 of a pound. Wow! Phenomenal! Like that, you could. Oh my it's god! Incredible! That's amazing. Here's the world's oldest mother. In 2008, at the age of 70 years old, uh, Racha became the oldest woman to give birth. 70, after unsuccessfully trying to conceive during her 50-year marriage, going through menopause in her 50s. One would think that giving birth would be impossible. Not so. Racha entered a fertility program in, so via in vitro uh, with a donor egg, fertilized with her 72-year-old husband's sperm, and she gave birth to a baby girl at the age of 70. Wow. wow Like she carried a baby to term Yeah Jeez. Wow Bodies are amazing And just getting it out and as gross. well at 70 And gross Yeah There you go about the blowjobs You just There's no safe sex <laughs> Right So Especially yeah. when you're getting knifed soon after Isn't that amazing Jesus that's amazing So there you go Um, uh, Love an old vaginal dimple This is a callback to another podcast but Vagina, a re-education. Oh, yeah. The book I recommended on Mother Pod this week by Lynn Enright uh, actually goes into the rare occasion that uh, like a, a sort of skin is formed over the entry to the vagina. And it's it's definitely common. Like as in... Re- hymen regrowth. No. It's not that. It's never... It's always been sealed. Like, and it happens in, you know, every few thousand women or whatever. It's definitely not as wild and no. random as no vagina. Like, no. it's just that. But it yeah. could be deadly if the, you're reproductive. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, get, you get really ill if yeah. it's not identified. Blood's got to go somewhere. Yeah. There you go now. Wow. You learn something new every day. That was... Crazy. Very interesting. It's making me want to just take the morning after pill right now, to be honest. <laughs> just like... Just all those blowjobs. No matter what. Yeah. Just can't move for cocks can't in our mouth. move for blowing. Uh, now, I just want to do a quick shout out uh, to whoever sent me this. Do it. If you just bear with me, I'll be 45 minutes trying to uh, find this. Speak amongst yourself. Yeah. Aoife Corned Beefa. <gasps> Brilliant. Oh, I know Aoife Corned Beefa. Can I, best Insta best, name ever. I, it's up in my top three. 
along with what along with Vulture Violent Watcher, Watcher. and can't beat Sally Malou Relish. <laughs> Sally Malou Relish. Still the best. I love it. But Aoife Cornbifa is a solid, solid okay. handle. Cassie, are you ready? Yeah, mine, I'm going to do my shout at the top. It was sent in by uh, a listener, one of the people who I'm so glad didn't turn away when you called him a sexy child. Well, on last, uh, the last podcast. I, am, I do apologize for that. That was very out of line, considering I got it co- totally wrong because she, I called her a sexy child because she was dressed in a kind of Lolita-esque as she told That's us. That's exactly it, Lolita But fashion. what she was doing was like an inverted like yes, fuck it's off repel. if you think I'm a sexy yeah. child because I'm not. Anyway, that's Dorka <laughs> and um, she's a big Creep Dive fan and sent me in this gripping story. I feel what's happening now because you were saying it before we came in is that people are sending us individual stories yeah. based on what we really I'm just enjoy. getting all the cum chats. You're getting the gross, disgusting cum chats and I'm getting crazy amount of con artists and catfishes sweet that's so good um so i don't really have a clickbaity t- headline but i would like sophie to say there's a catfish in the water in an australian accent there's a catfish in the water perfect <laughs> okay so in 2009 jess was a flight attendant living in brisbane she was working on a flight when she met the australian hardtop lincoln lewis does anybody recognize the name Home and away. Home and away. Sam. No, his uh, name and home and away was... Yeah, they were all blonde. Okay, true. Blonde, like, <laughs> beachy waves. Sam, Pippa, Pippa. Uh, his name in the show Elf. actually was Jeff Marilyn. Campbell. Give it a rest. I just know all their names. What was it? Jeff Campbell. He was in it for about three years and had this weird storyline where him and his sister were... Uh, on a farm their parents had died and their <gasps> uncle was looking after them and then like Sally stepped in and brought them into the school and then just normal teenage stuff happened to them Tell anyway, me, like you would recognize stuff you would recognize his face because he was like one of the little heartthrobs were you a heavy bird. heavy user heavy user not a neighbours fan at all I no probably. I was all about Summer Bay all about Home and Away until they killed off Noah and I've, I like, I watched it every day and when they killed off Noah I vowed never to watch it again you know that did. Alf is still going so, strong so so impressive he's still on there still the same I age. presume he's taxidermied or something like absolutely they're just still the same ro- age. did they kill his arm. wife she was nice She's, they've killed many of his everyone wives everyone else is right. dead like he's been through millions <laughs> everyone so else is dead yeah. it's just Alf um, I've <laughs> never had so like many Umbruglia that's on there now. I've never had so many reactions to my story and I wanted to give a shout out to a listener called Sorka who thought I was going to deep dive into just like the um the plot holes in in home and away and sent me a very ex- very excited message saying stop there are so many unanswered questions my number one being is annie still in japan on exchange they just never spoke of her after she left and please discuss the ghost of bobby on the fridge so i don't know what these are but they sound like plausible home and away plots that probably we could creep dive into but sticking with the facts right okay so jess so jess met- the real guy, the actor. Me- this isn't meets, a in 2009, Jess meets Lincoln Lewis on an aircraft. She's a flight attendant. Um, she recognized him and she actually had a joke with him about how she fancied one of his co-stars. She doesn't mention who it is. Don't know what the other actor is, right? Gotta be Alf. Probably. But before they got off the plane, they got a selfie together. Right? So Jess posts the image to her Facebook and she was feeling a little bit cheeky so she added him as a friend and didn't think he'd accept but he did. Very for... How big is an actor is this guy? Well, this is... I think he's on Home and Away from 2007, 2011, I think I read today. So, and you know, she's Australian so... 
Is home and away big in Australia? Is it one of those things that's big in Ireland? I think it's really big here, but I think it's still quite big in Australia. Okay. Mm. Anyway, he, he regardless, he's gorgeous. Like, so she probably just wanted her. Bit. Is he? Yeah, he is. He's very handsome. Okay. Like you would be catfished by him. You know, you you do engage in an online conversation with him. Okay. You okay. would. Um. So she did meet him. She met him on right. the airplane. Okay. Got the photo with him. Posted the photo of the two of them together on her Facebook. Added, found him and added him added him as a friend on Facebook he accepted but they didn't really interact with each other Naturally. at all yeah because totally he's a famous weird. actor until two years later when he sent her a random message saying that there was another air hostess called Emma who was spreading lies about him and he wanted it all to stop what? so Jess said that she didn't know Emma but and he asked her to get Emma's details and she refused and said it was against company policy to share the personal details of flight attendants or whatever and um, that was fine. But the two of them started talking. So Lincoln Lewis and Jess are chatting away. He says he's in LA for a movie premiere and he's bored. And he asks, could he call her from his hotel room? And she says, but of course. And um, she said that she was just flattered that he'd shown interest in her. She was a single mom and found meeting people really difficult. Um, so she answered his phone call. They chatted away. And she later said that that phone call was the start of an absolute nightmare. Oh. So, so was, I mean, she found, it was him. Sorry. Let's just keep going okay, with the story. Okay. <laughs> so what medium did she contact him on? Was it Facebook? Facebook Messenger. In 2000 and... So it's Nine. 2009 when they connect and it's about 2011, I think, oh, when yeah, he messages her, passed. right? Okay. So Emma was a childhood... Fr- so Emma, the other flight attendant who she who he mentioned, was a childhood friend of Lewis's. They went to primary school together and she had dated one of his friends. But in 2011, Lewis added her on Facebook. So when he added her on Facebook, it didn't seem unusual. She accepted his friend request. He added her. Um, They chatted and her relationship with his friend had broken down and their relationship then quickly became romantic. So this is Emma, the other air hostess, and Lincoln Lewis. They two started sharing nudes, intimate pictures, like they would. They were in this kind of online courtship. She was very um, understanding. Never sent a nude. We never, never. I definitely would have if the to- technology was there. All right, Jen. <laughs> if the photo editing technology had been there, I would have done it. No, I've actually only ever received one dirty picture and it was back in the day years ago and I was on Tinder and this guy asked me what my favorite song was and I told him it was Bright Eyes' first day of my life and he sent me back a video of him helicoptering his dick to that song. <laughs> And now uh, I, I don't will engage. never listen to that song yeah. the same way. Again. Oh, you can't. You just and I can't. love that song. He actually stood on a bed and like you, the video was just like shoulders to kind of knees and a helicoptering dick. And yeah, Brilliant. this is so, the first day of your life. Yeah, <laughs> it's where I was born, right here in the doorway. Oh my god, it's vile. Uh, uh, so I sorry, I was just singing. Nobody could see. No one can see you helicoptering your imaginary dicks. So. They know you're doing it. So they shared intimate pictures together. They chatted on the phone frequently. And Emma was really understanding of Lewis's busy schedule. But when multiple attempts to meet up in person failed, she reached out to an old friend. And the old friend said that the Facebook profile and the number she was contacting Lewis on were fake. She managed to get in touch with the real Lincoln Lewis. And she was like, have we been dating for the past couple of months? And he was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, shit. Right? Ooh. 
So heartbroken, Emma confronted the person who was parading themselves as Lincoln Lewis online. The person she'd been talking to on the phone, the person that she'd been chatting to, the person she'd been sending intimate pictures with, right? The person eventually revealed their true identity and told Emma that their name was Michael Jason Smith. Good. And he said that he and his friends had just as a joke set up the Facebook account for Lincoln and had started talking to people that it had quickly escalated into something, but he had kept in contact with her because he'd become genuinely interested in her. Well, what? That makes no sense. Then he, he would have contacted her before two years had lapsed. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, so he, he added her as a friend. He added Emma as a friend in 2011 and they started talking straight away. Oh, sorry. Okay. So Jess had sorry, met sorry, the sorry. real Lincoln Lewis on an airplane yes. in 2009, added the person as a friend. Then. So yes, the Facebook account existed in 2009, but she had accidentally added this the, fake, the fake friend. Gotcha. God, that's really random, isn't mm. it? Yeah. So, and that they had sat there dormant for two years until it, something had happened with it, right? So, um, Emma demanded that Michael stop contacting her and she warned him that she'd gone to the police and it kind of worked for a while but then she got a a string of messages from her actual ex-boyfriend asking her if she wanted to meet up in Sydney and she said the messages were weird in uh, nature and she believed it to be Michael so she reached out to this Michael Jason Smith character and I think I think through the Facebook or through the number she'd been contacting him on and asked him to back down and stop and was basically like are you parading yourself as my ex-boyfriend now but he said that he had learned his lesson from the original catfishing and he was very sorry and he didn't want to cause her any more harm and weirdly the two started chatting (gasps) so now she's knowingly chatting with this Michael Jason Smith guy as Emma and their relationship becomes romantic (laughs) okay that's brilliant Worthy of a home and away plot. Worthy of a and home and away And do we ever get to the bottom of whether he was posing as the boyfriend? Or will we get back to that? I don't think we get to the bottom of it. Okay. Um, but I think we can assume he probably was. Because these people have I a assume. fucking sickness and they can't help themselves. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> it gets weirder, guys. It gets yes, so much fucking weirder, okay? After come they on. began their relationship, Michael revealed to Emma that his name wasn't Michael Jason Smith at all, that he was, in fact, British actor Jason Danny Jason McGreen, or Danny Mac for short, and that he adopted that false identity because he was escaping the attention of a crazy stalker ex-girlfriend. Huh. He, at the time was also doing quite well in his acting career, having just been cast in Hollyoaks. <laughs> Brilliant. Right? Um, and Emma believed that their love story was just this modern tale of online dating that started with Emma. a prank that turned into actual real what are you Fool you once, shame on I'm not sure. you. Fool you twice, shame on. What's that well, fucking no, It gets really dark for poor Emma. Oh no. <laughs> so both... But Michael Jason Smith was never I mean it's too many first names there no (laughs) yeah it's too easy so Emma continued Sarah Laura Sarah Laura Kate it's like Chad Paul John Michael Murray Michael (laughs) John Michael Murray what's the guy in Sabrina the um the guy she makes out of dough um, oh, ch- um, fucking Corey Dillon. Something. We've already had this conversation on some other podcast. How weird! What Chad Corey Dillon. Chad, Chad Corey Dillon. Dillon. 
Um, Played so, by, for bonus points. Oh, the guy who's married to Megan Fox. 90210. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Come on. Oh, I won't it's know. It's in it. there. Your man died recently, the other guy, 90210. Yeah, Luke Perry. Two. Yeah. He's in Riverdale. It's supposed to be a nice guy. Yeah, sad. Anyway. Sorry. Brian Austin Green. <laughs> Brian Austin Green. Another three neighbors. Yes. Go on. Quarter past Cassie Lorraine Delaney. Yeah, my little revived sachet of uh, cognitive <laughs> boosters kicking in. Sachet. Go, go. Um, okay, so both Emma and Danny, well, he's claiming his name is Danny, Michael Jason Smith, start receiving abusive messages online. And uh, it appears that. I'm going to refer to him as Michael because Emma refers to him as Michael. Okay. So it appears that Michael's home life is a bit chaotic. One night, Emma starts receiving a series of strange messages in which a man claims to have kidnapped Michael. Like, I'm just rolling my eyes here on the podcast because this is just so frequent across all of these catfishy con artists. Somebody, someone gets kidnapped. Yeah. Someone goes missing. Someone dies. dies. A man claiming to be a federal police officer then sends her a series of photos, including one where her boyfriend seems to be bound and gagged. Michael. Yes. Yeah. And it's definitely identifiable as... Michael slash Danny Mac. And he has, at this time, started sharing pictures with her. Okay. Pictures of Danny Mac. Okay. The actor. Who is... And does she believe Michael slash Danny is in the UK then, shooting Hollyoaks. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure she believes he's a UK-based And do we actor. know, did Danny Mac ever do any work where he'd have scenes where he was bound? That's the exactly. thing, probably, right? Okay, okay. Um, so Emma says she was in tears, she was shaking and felt panicked. I was so distressed that I was taking off flights and felt like I was jeopardizing my job. She was really concerned for him, right? She made frantic attempts to contact her missing boyfriend. Um, they went unanswered. But soon there was a message from a man claiming to be Michael's brother who confirmed the police were on the case. Emma hired a private investigator to help find Michael. But rather than tracking down the kidnappers, they discovered a series of social media accounts associated with the kidnapping and that they were fake. Finally, one of Emma's calls managed to get through to Michael. And he told her that he had been off in Miami all week and that's why he had not answered the telephone calls, she said in a 2012 police statement. Right? So the kidnapping had been faked, but Emma believed it was some of these online bullies who were messaging her separately were behind it and that Danny Michael had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Okay. She said she was in love with him. Oh. Elsewhere, the extent of her... <laughs> is that? She was in love. But it's was she a pervert? No, she's not a pervert, but she was just in love. But she's him. just fucking madness that she would be. But she's Australian, this. isn't she? Yeah, she's Australian. Oh, okay. okay. She <laughs> finds it hard to meet people. She's an aerostress. <laughs> Never think, look, more. I think she has to take responsibility here. She knew. Okay, it was well, look, all spoiler alert Emma's dead, right? Okay, oh, so fuck. let's go easy on oh, Emma. Right. Okay. Jesus. Sorry, Cassie. You didn't have to bring <laughs> it to us like that. I just I can't let it go on where oh, we're right, like okay. ripping it into Emma knowing how it ends. I feel very uncomfortable God. with it. This was my thought process okay, all sorry, the way through. Sorry, sorry. Until I was like, oh, shit. Um, so when. Emma's uh, online abuse elsewhere started to get worse and she landed in LA after a flight receiving a message from someone threatening to visit her family with big guns. It prompted the Queensland police to get a, a rapid response notice on her parents' house and basically these these online abusers were just like holding her hostage saying they would release, I think, records of her messages or photos or something 
um, and they were threatening her family. And one day Emma's sister found her under the bed sheets on her mobile phone crying. The person on the other line told her that if she hung up personal details and intimate photos would be leaked to her employer. And Emma was kept hostage on the phone for hours. Her sister describes her just shaking uncontrollably um, and being like totally, totally uh, terrified of them saying, please, please have mercy. Please don't. Um, so Emma's family received constant prank calls and emails with photos of Emma in lingerie and sexually suggestive poses. So they did start oh leaking God. her photos okay. to her family. Um, weirdly enough, the online abusers were also sending her care packages of teddies and chocolates to her house. The fuck? Mental, uh, Emma's mental health seriously deteriorated and she was unable to work, sleep or eat. She was diagnosed with depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. Meanwhile... Jess had entered into an online relationship with Lincoln Lewis, the first air hostess who had met Lincoln Lewis on the airplane in 2009, who began messaging Lincoln Lewis on Facebook in 2011. Also believes she's in a relationship with this guy. Okay. So Jess was growing concerned that Lewis was reluctant to meet in real life. And um, it kept growing when her online boyfriend kept pulling out when they planned me to when they planned to meet face to face he kept pulling out last minute when she confronted him the fake lincoln was able to convince her that he was genuine for instance when jess mentioned that she'd bought her daughter a bubble bill ice cream he sent her back a photo of him eating one as well right jess later said in court it was a roller coaster every time i would get suspicious they were very cunning and without a beat would be able to explain everything i found out they would always have an excuse and it was always plausible the web hit that particular situation unraveled about six weeks into their relationship when Jess told Lincoln he was in Sydney, but the real Lincoln Lewis tweeted photos of himself in Brisbane um, <laughs> and he'd been caught out. So with the help of a mutual friend, Jess managed to contact the real Lincoln who confirmed she had been caught. Right. And apparently Lincoln Lewis also describes how he was in ho- he was on holidays in Bali, I think. And someone came up to him on the beach believing that they were friends that had been friends on Facebook or whatever. So just oh, so this is going on. So he was so he was having some kind of like knock on effect from all these two. Like so this is the long yeah, arm I think of this, this thing. The the Facebook profile seemed genuine and mm-hmm. seemed um it must have had lots of interactions with it and someone really committed to playing this guy online that people genuinely believed it was him. So he later made a statement and he deleted his Facebook and put it out there that whatever... He doesn't if, have a Facebook. If I don't have a Facebook, if anyone's talking to me, it's not me. Um, So Jess then um was committed to discovering who the catfish was um, and went to the police about it. And the police managed to convince Jess to work with them to try and uncover the catfish. So they gave her some recording equipment to record her phone calls with them. So she went back and she confronted him. And um, she's just said, I didn't want to spend the rest of my life wondering who it was. So, um, oh, sorry, the police did not initially take the investigation seriously, but soon did because the person was threatening to be outside her house. So when... Jess conti- Jess says that she also continued on the hope that perhaps it was still Lincoln, but that's just one quote that I uh, I saw. I'm just going to o- override that and ignore yeah, it because that's stupid. It ain't fucking Lincoln, right? <laughs> so one day after another broken promise to meet up, the fake Lincoln claimed he was outside her home watching from the bushes, and to prove it, 
he, the person told Jess that he could see her beautiful blue dress and her daughter wearing her school uniform and both those descriptions of what they were wearing were correct. Oh. So that's when the police started to take it seriously because they thought it was a, a, a stalker, right? Um, Jess was terrified and moved house and changed her daughter's school. Jesus. Oh my God. When Lewis... when Lewis, When Lincoln Lewis yeah. realised... Probably had to baptise her in other religion and... <laughs> yeah. Um, Who hasn't? <laughs> when... That Lincoln Lewis realized that he had been caught out. He revealed to Jess that his name was Michael Jason Smith. And uh, he tried to woo her back again, I think, with the same story that he was set played oh up God. as a joke with his pals, got out of hand. He's actually this. He's actually a famous British accent actor who has adopted this false identity to escape. OK, right. He's like the bloody like Russian dolls of catfishing like the same yeah. story you'd think you'd mix yeah. it up a bit <laughs> yeah so but in the background Jess is working with the police to identify the man and Jess managed to convince Michael to send her some money to fix her phone so traceable mm, interesting right so she was talking to Michael said that her phone screen was broken she didn't have the money to fix it and it was going to cost $200 and Michael said he would send her the money and he did Okay. So, jeez, because he fucking loves catfishing so hard. He's, He's willing to pay for their phones to be maintained. So the person went into a Westpac branch and deposited $200 into Jess's account. The whole thing was caught on security cameras. And it's a fucking woman. It's is a woman she? from it Melbourne. always is. Oh, amazing. Right? So Isn't it always? Not always, but Wow. I Remember think the so first because women have the fucking dedication and organization to be good catfish well, good bad catfishers. Yeah. Tell Terrible all. catfishers, right? So Michael, Danny, and Lewis were the online personalities of a twenty nine year old woman named Lydia Abdul Mac Abdul Malek. Right? That's fine. She's not here. Yeah. So she was arrested and her home was raided, and investigators found four years worth of evidence that she had harassed about six different victims online, one of whom was a really close friend of hers. (gasps) Emma. No, no, no. No, so Emma and Jess didn't know each other and they didn't know Lydia. There was no reason to believe that she had ever come into contact with them or that she'd ever even been to Brisbane. Um, It was just, I think, completely at random. And bearing in mind that Jess had had been the one to add the Facebook account, I think it was just completely random. Um, But... Like weird that she, your one Lydia had um, information. She must have had some sort of background information about Emma because she, Didn't ta- she yeah she talked about them being in school together because Emma and the real Lincoln Lewis had gone to school together and okay. had oh, yeah. kind of distantly known each other. Okay, so um, she had that information. She spoke about them being in school together. Which is weird. And didn't she say to Jess, I want you to get me the details of this Emma one. Did they work for the same company? Um, They were both air hostesses. I'm assuming they worked for the same airline, though I don't think it's clear. Jess okay. and Emma are um, are pseudonyms as, as well. Their real identities haven't been released because this, this, is, this is a trial currently going on okay. in Australia with this, right? Okay, okay. So, um, Question, did Lydia have a day job? I don't 29. know, but her face, there's like details of her Facebook, like her own personal Facebook. And she just seemed like a very normal person. She like shared loads of motivational quotes, just had like a very, but like had a very normal, it's a very normal 
nothing Facebook. nothing yeah. it's nothing easy to, to hide the crazy in plain sight now because our normal is all sharing fucking inspirational quotes yeah. online yeah. and stuff anyway yeah. um <laughs> imagine you back in the day used to flick through someone's uh look, look at your holiday snaps and just as you were flicking through them there's these weird ass Live, motivational love yeah. <laughs> you're like what the fuck what have you why are you <laughs> why are you so uh, full of feelings yeah what have um, you got in here sorry a side note I live for Khloe Kardashian's inspirational memes that she puts up on her stories post breakup they're she really um, like low quality low res definitely screenshot a couple of times and sent via your mom in a whatsapp group kind of <laughs> anyway so Jess and Emma never actually met in person these are the two air hostesses but after their arrest they bonded on the phone they had each had such similar experiences um, and they were delighted that uh, Lydia had finally been arrested. But Emma still really struggled with her depression and um, she was just so, I think it had gone on for so long with her that uh, she did, she died by suicide. Oh, God. oh my God. Um, sorry, sorry now. I feel yeah. bad now. It's Pro awful. Emma. But she but sure, was a vulnerable her, Very vulnerable creature, person, yeah. obviously, uh, had been. So besides... And falling in love with someone the online of somebody yeah worming their way into your life like, i suppose mm. having that that little crux in the story that was he's not lincoln lewis but he is this other guy mm. you know Kept fair her, enough but yeah. then to completely just be someone else entirely you would just feel i suppose so Liddy was responsible for all of this so Liddy was responsible for everything like they found um the the care packages that had been sent to emma's house had her parents has lydia's parents po uh can Lydia be charged with mur- so murder? She was, or I guess sort of tor- torturing somebody. Yeah, I think it? she was on the April 1st, she was found guilty of six stalking charges. Right. So she's due to be sentenced in June of this year. Wow. So like, yeah. you can't, like, that's great. That's it's she, great it's, that it was taken seriously sure, and that like exactly. online abuse. But I think because it, cro- it wasn't really taken that seriously until it crossed over into the real world, until she appeared outside Jess's. She must have actually gone yeah. outside Jess's house or else had something as well now there's loads of crazy things she did she did and um there is a an australian phone company that are kind of being dragged at the moment because there was she managed to access uh accounts their email accounts and their phone accounts so when she had originally been blocked i think this is the point where they probably got back in touch i think jess had originally blocked her or something and she managed to get jess's a new number by pretending to be her in ah. a conversation with a with a customer care person for I think it's Optum well I guess if something. you think about all the security questions they would ask she would she have, have that the information details, yeah. address date of birth she, and she managed to get a password sent to another email address that wasn't associated with the account mm. um, so yeah they're being dragged for that anyway there's a really good long form my sources long form piece on uh, by James Oten on ABC News Australia um, Mamma Mia Australia have covered it really well and as have the, well, the Daily Mail Mama have Mia, covered my it my favourite podcast um, so yeah, and it's really topical at the moment because she's she was just on April first there that she was found guilty. All right, so. thanks, Cathy. That was excellent. That uh, is topical. Can I? Can you? Could you even look at your man there? Uh, I will put. Oh, I've got three pictures to put up. Sophie, would you like me to put them up as a gallery, or would you like me to put them up as separate social <laughs> postings throughout the week? Like a slideshow, maybe. Okay, I'll do a slideshow. Of all show. images, just pertaining to this episode. <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> Thank you. That was nice. Succulent. Succulent. There you have it. It's like a like a chicken dippers kind of a 
thank you to Dorka for sending that on and thank you to uh, all the readers who have sent or thank the you, listeners Dorka. who have sent you on sexy kid stop it uh, thank you to all the listeners who have sent on stories I have a making like a long list to get through them there are some really fucking gripping ones in there nice. but that one just I love a good catfish story you do love I love disgusting that's a brilliant stories. one though with involving the famous person angle that's really good yeah okay I come mean, on with all the, except for all the bad but you've been <laughs> very good you've teed us up for what you're going to do here now with our WhatsApp group and you've sent did you go and look at it? No, no, no. Yeah, well, yeah, You sorry, you told us, but I did not look. Okay, All I know good, is good. that you're going I'm to doing do a, a dramatic, dramatic reading. reading. It's a dramatic reading from me. Everybody. A.K.A. Sophie. So hold on to your knickers. Yeah, make sure that there is enough gusset to hug your vagina snugly. Or keep, penis. Keep cross-referencing with the wrong podcast that is not this podcast. Let's go. This came to me. It was a gift into my very unproductive day um, via Rosemary McCabe, who I think listens, maybe doesn't. Don't know. She's got a lovely now. curly hair. She's, She's lovely. It's really, going great, it's really isn't going it? Good. Really I feel good. like, you know, I'm on a journey with her there. Oh, yeah. I tried it and um, I can't do I can't commit to it as much as she can. The, the not putting any heat on your hair. I can't do it. Anyway, <laughs> I know that's like four days of drying. But also, I'm looking at yours and like you. Do you have a this curl is in straight? Your hair? Yeah, she's oh, obviously straight one now. of those straighteners. Oh my god! Yeah, it's my hair is probably as wavy as Jen's naturally. Wow, that yeah, straightening is, is commitment, Cassie. Fascinating okay. and all, but I've uh, got like a sorry. softer wave in my hair, and okay. I find if I cut it above the kink. It goes and very straight, not, very lax. Nobody lax, no, lackluster. No. Let's go. Okay, give it Let's to go. us. Okay, so this is a thread that, like, by the time this goes out, maybe, maybe everyone has heard it, but it was a joy earlier. So, it is by a guy on Twitter called Stuart Laws. He's got a fair few followers. Here we go. At a cafe, empty tables everywhere. A woman moved all the dirty plates and cups from her table to another that another woman is sat at. What? I am absolutely buzzing about where this is headed. What the fuck is she doing that for? <laughs> Just keep paying attention, Jen. It's brilliant. Okay, so he tweeted this. At, I mean, he actually tweeted it at half six in the morning. So Jesus. But anyway, here we go. He's setting the scene. 15 table cafe. Occupied tables, three. Empty tables, 12. <laughs> Ooh. Clean woman has started moving all the dirty plates back from whence they came. Dirty plate woman has broken the silence. What are you doing? You put these on my table without asking, so I'm moving them back. I didn't want them on my table. Check mate. <laughs> says Stuart. Says okay. Stuart. So, well, I didn't want them on my table and you just put them here without asking. Well, put them on another table if you don't want them on yours. No, I'm putting them here. Side note, there's a book group meeting due to start here at 3 p.m. Sidebar, staff pretending not to notice. <laughs> dirty plates woman started moving dirty plates back to the clean woman's table whilst clean woman was finishing moving dirty plates from whence they came. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in this kind of... <laughs> Neither are talking now or looking at each other. Unbelievable scenes. Oh shit, clean woman just looked at me for help. <laughs> Dirty plates woman just dropped a mug on the floor <laughs> and then raced back to her table and opened a book. 
staff member has reluctantly walked over at the sound of the mug and now clean woman is trying to explain the situation. But dirty plates woman is now engrossed in her book and the staff member seems confused. Clean woman asked dirty plates woman to explain the situation, but DPW just turned around and acted confused by what was happening. (laughs) Fucking dickhead. CW, clean woman, looked at me and said that I would have seen it all. DPW also stared at me and I felt genuinely sick as I (laughs) nodded my head in support of CW, clean woman. DPW, I'm just trying to have a quiet tea. I don't need all this bother, please. Staff member seems even more confused. Starts collecting the dirty plates and cups. (laughs) Clean woman looks gutted. More customers in cafe now. I think this is the drama over. Next tweet, all caps. They've both walked over to the book group. Oh my God. (gasps) It's the first meeting of the book group and they're all introducing themselves (laughs) to each other. (laughs) And the head of the group asked, does anyone aside from me and Patrick know each other? Dirty Plates woman does a slow sweep of the group with her eyes (laughs) and shakes her head. Clean Plates woman staring at her. Clean Plates woman said that she does know someone, points at Dirty Plates woman and says, I met this woman about 20 minutes ago when she moved all of the dirty plates (laughs) over the table and onto mine without asking. Patrick did a little laugh and head of book group (laughs) to be known henceforth as HOBG looked very confused. HOBG, shall we get started? They did some intros intros and a brief chat admin. There's seven people in total. The book is Nine Perfect Strangers. (laughs) I wish there were two more people in their group. CPW can't take her eyes off of Dirty Plates Woman and Dirty Plates Woman is being really charming, especially to Patrick. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Nothing much is happening. Nothing much is happening in the book group at the moment beyond book analysis. Rest of cafe pretty empty. I realise that if you count me and the staff member, that makes nine perfect strangers. But uh, HOBG knows Patrick and there's another staff member, so it doesn't work. Next tweet, all caps. It does work. Nine perfect strangers and two friends. <laughs> oh, next tweet. Shots fired. Clean plates woman got herself a tea and a slice of cake, drank and ate it all and then <laughs> put the empties <laughs> down on top of Dirty Plates Woman's book. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is mad. Fuck me. <laughs> next tweet. Dirty plates woman calmly excused herself to go to the toilet, came back with water, put it down on table and knocked it over Clean Plate Woman's book. (laughs) Then quickly apologised and sat down offering no help. Others in the group helped clean up water. No one really seems to understand that their book group has a broiling subplot going on. Patrick especially. (laughs) HOBG asked for suggestions of future books to read. Clean Plates Woman. The Psychopath Test? (laughs) Head of Book Club. That's a good book. Anyone else read it? One of the supporting cast of the book group has. Brief discussion about John Ronson. Dirty Plates Woman joining in. Saying it sounds like a good book. (laughs) Official book group is over, but it's now unofficial socialising time. Two people made a quick getaway. The rest are just chatting. Clean Plates Woman looks lost, desperately trying to think of a new way to get revenge. (laughs) 
Imagine this is all viral marketing for Nine Perfect Strangers. <laughs> Whoa, this blew up while you're here. Check out my book, Nine Perfect Strangers, available from all good the internet. It's just Patrick, dirty plates woman and clean plates woman left now. At this stage, I've realised clean plates woman should be called clean table woman, but I can't change that now. <laughs> that tweet has been faved about 4,000 times. It's, it's too late. Next tweet. Staff member came over to clear away dirty cups. Clean plates woman says not to worry. Staff member looks confused. Clean plates woman's clean plates woman points at dirty plates woman. She's going to do it. Staff member looks confused and keeps clearing them away. Dirty plates woman just pretended to be confused and looked at Patrick with a what's that about look. <laughs> Patrick laughed. I still don't think he knows he just attended a book group. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think this is the end and it's disappointing. So I'll do a fake ending first, then the real one. Okay, next tweet. (laughs) Wait, he's doing a quick sidebar. Someone requested a little more detail on the protagonist and antagonist. It's up to you to decide which is which, I guess. Dirty plates woman is in her late 50s, maybe. Clean plates woman, maybe 40s. Patrick in his 60s. Head of book club, 60s. Staff members, teens, early 20s. Me, 30s. Okay. Here's the fake ending. Clean plates woman starts crying. Staff member asks, what's wrong? My husband left me for a dirty plate. Dirty plates woman and Patrick start making out. Head of book club returns, sees what's happening and yells, let's do this, Leroy Jenkins. Real ending. Dirty plates woman says she has to leave. Patrick laughs and I'm not sure why. Shakes her hand. Dirty plates woman does a Patrice Evra style ignoring of clean plates woman, goes and pays her bill, talks to staff member for a bit, laughs about something and then leaves. Clean plates woman looks absolutely devastated. devastated. Not surprised. That is the weirdest No, thing. there's more to it. Where? There's another, there's more to it. When clean plates woman goes up to pay. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, hang on. This He's is included the at the end. I'm exhausted. Pick of himself looking exhausted. Next tweet. All caps. Oh God. <laughs> Clean plates woman went up to pay for her tea and cake and it had already been paid for. Ah, some admin. I'll try to go back next week. It'll be Monday 22nd of April around 3pm British Standard Time. Nobody. So who paid for it? Dirty plates woman. Dirty plates woman as paid for clean table plates woman. As an apology. Yes, but didn't do any real life apologizing. That is, but why did she do that in the first place? Oh, it's so crazy, isn't it? It's so it's antagonistic. So Actually, I it's couldn't like imagine flicking somebody I couldn't in the face. Like, more aggressive behavior it's in a incredibly. Cafe Still, my favorite bit is that early on bit where they're both moving the plates at the same time in a circular kind of journey around the table. So, so weird. Good. So good. But sometimes it's when people are out and about like that that you catch the best weird stuff. Totally. Mm -hmm. Like when you take out your microaggressions at strangers. Absolutely. Kind of presuming and hoping there'd be no witnesses. Like you do the real weird shit. Like that lady who put the cat in the bin. I remember once a couple of years ago when I was in college and uh, I was on a bus and it was like really, really, it was like one of those evening buses back to the suburbs in Knockline. It was only one bus route. So you'd often have to stand in the bus like a seat was totally um, 
out of the question. Just out of the question. I went upstairs and there was a woman. This is actually a great book character and you can like develop the whole plot to her story. So if I'm going to gift this to you. Thank you. There is a woman st- sitting in the front seat and she was holding a bunch of flowers and there was a seat beside her and she was kind of maybe in her late 50s, like not old. And I went to sit down beside her and she said, sorry, you can't sit there. My daughter is going to get on at the next stop and I'm saving the seat for her. And I watched her. I got a seat behind her and I watched her do this to everyone who got on at every stop. And then she eventually just got off the bus. Oh, Brilliant God. strategy. She just wanted to sit by herself. Yeah, but everybody on the bus who she said fuck off to is no, watching she didn't, her. But she didn't say fuck off. She said very specifically, I'm saving the seat for my daughter. She's about to get on. But she, di- but she, she knew that all those people who she'd said that to we're standing, we're on the bus looking. So if she, this was her strategy. Flawed. She, everyone there. Not flawed, because she just doesn't give a shit. She just doesn't give no, a shit. No, she yeah. was more like, it was sadder. Like there was, like there was, she was, oh, I think she was waiting for her daughter to get on. Uh, but her That's daughter died I, like, 20 years ago. Anyway, that could be the plot you can develop in any way you see fit. Thank I think you. about that woman all the time. I don't know, I think my next, do you, you know. I do. It was odd. What that is odd. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have a good dirty plates, clean plates woman uh, scenario, especially in all my time in the service industry. I have so much road rage, like the amount of people I've flipped off and then have turned out to know. Yeah. <laughs> Loads. Yeah. Raged at people and then been like, oh, oh ah, I saw you punch a bonnet once. I did that, yeah. On Mathmines Road. My rage is less now than it used to be. Yeah, it's kind of diffused. I think it's leaking out your tits into Bobby. Oh, well, there you go. I uh, feel like there's one on the edge of my head and as soon as I go home to bed, I'll be like, oh, I should have told that fucking story. But I can't think of one. But I do feel that it's interesting that Dirty Plates woman is in her 60s because I think that is the precise age. It's basically like intolerance years old. You sure. just stop all the fucks, you, are, all are the fucks have left or you. leaving. Yeah. And you're dangerous. You are fucking dangerous. Yeah. Case in point, Mary O'Sullivan. My own mother. Quite. I'm just frightened by her new complete lack of lack of social niceties. Yeah. (laughs) And fucks. Like, I just feel like she'd just murder someone just because she fed up with them. Yeah. I'm fed up with you now. Fed up with you. Um, so yeah, like. uh, Nice. So who's this guy? And is, is his Twitter now? huge or was it big to begin with it was, he has about 15,000 followers to begin with Stuart Laws I think he's a stand-up comedian but um, I hope it doesn't uh, turn out to be like not of, true I was getting somewhere with that point about the 60 year olds they do they're the ones that like they do this kind of shit and they, they're getting fucking rage energy off it like it's actually keeping them young it's like a form of vampire for them perhaps yes well it's so I fully what? tend to embrace it I'm just trying to remember the story of what. Do you know what? Come back to Come it back next to week. It. You're right. You're Thanks right. for coming. Thank you for coming. It's been Come glorious. Back. Go like the Hasn't Instagram. Go Follow the Instagram. Um, whoever's in charge of it said that they're going to really try and 
up their game. <laughs> I did say that. I'd be like, that's outrageous. 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 If you're listening, you're agreeing. 60% of this it's room, outrageous. 66% of this room is outrageous. It's contagious. Right now. She's just trying to be um, She's exciting. just distracting I'm us. I'm just trying to be just controversial. Trying to be. Um, you, well, it is. <laughs> Cassie's like boiling in rage. <laughs> it's just very warm in here. I do. do she's, very, she's so over it. Go on. I'm just. Rate uh, and review and subscribe to us and all the podcast places. I wanted to bring up. Oh yeah, we got in. We got in. We've been doing really well. So if you're not an iPhone user, so you don't get to see the Apple reviews, we've been doing so well with our recent reviews. Until until like we had best. This is so enjoyable. Laughing out loud on the train every week. Um, fast becoming my favorite podcast. They're two separate things. Woo-hoo. This podcast is great. The girls are great and so relatable. Unapologetically creepy. My favorite podcast. Absolutely brilliant. These are all our latest reviews. All right. 10 out of 10. Come on, get to, the, get, get to the, the one that's going to shit all over us. One star. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, no. Ivana. Iv- I've, uh, I'm not going to read it out. That's someone. That's you. <laughs> no, Do it. No, Come not. on. I need to. I Iv- never get this. Ivana Tinkle says. Not I want a tinkle. <laughs> not for me. One star. Oh. One of you keeps swearing on Ness. Oh, this is my oh, mom. It's me. Oh, it's your mom. mom. No, she's not. I'm joking. What? It doesn't um, really say swearing. One of you keeps swearing unnecessarily. Oh yeah. Um, and you're constantly down. interrupting and talking over each other, which I thought we'd really calm down. But thank you, Ivana Tinkle, for that one star review, which brings our Ivana. Ivana. Fuck you. Ivana. Um, fuck you. So there you go. Ivana, do go on and read. Come in your mouth and get you pregnant by very roundabout means. Go on and See rate, you. review, and subscribe, and we'll read out a funny review <laughs> next week. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.